Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fix the Whale podcast with me, Sam Avery, and my good friend, Katie Tracy. Hi! We are two comedians who try every week to fix the world, make the world a better place. We are here today to help you. Trying our best. That's all we do. Sometimes we take requests from you. Sometimes we just reach our fixing tentacles out into the world and try and just tickle some of the problems into submission. Even if you don't want us to. We've just got some results back from a uh, focus group. And apparently, since the podcast started, the world has got 57% better. So despite war and pandemics, we are nailing this. We'd like to take the credit for that. All of it, yeah. yeah. And we're hoping to get some government funding soon because we are literally just smashing it here. Yeah, we deserve some kind of grants from the Arts Council for this. Oh, easy. I, I just, I think we need to maybe like, I don't know, make it a bit more fancy. Maybe like, I don't know, we need to wear more arty We need clothes. uniforms. We need uniform. What would our uniform be? Um, we've talked about this, I think. Boiler, boiler suits. Mm, bit prisony boiler suits, aren't they? Yeah, but we could judge ju- it up. I can't carry off a boiler suit. I've got a long body. <laughs> what so it'd just be called Fix the Camel Toe. Fix- <laughs> <laughs> camel Toe's amazing, isn't it? Isn't it? How do you think camels feel about that? Because they're toes. Does yeah, remember- and the other camels go, oh, you've got a middle-aged lady fanny there going on. <laughs> you've got human binge there. <laughs> yeah. How embarrassing. <laughs> uh, camel toe. And what was the other one? Is it VPL? Visible visible, visible penny line. Yeah. Do men have these things? Um, men don't care about these things, is, no. is the, the point that we're looking at here. Big bollock bulge. Like, BB. if a woman's got a, a, a camel toe, well, isn't that a good thing? That she hasn't got, like, no fanny. Yeah. It's still there. It proves that it's there. It's open. Ready for business. Yeah, ready for biz. Oh, my cute ladies. Or gents, yeah. or whoever. What's the male equivalent to a camel toe then? Well, I think it's you know when men wear trousers and they dress to the right or left and they get ball bunch. I really hate that. Uh, you know sometimes when you used to watch Adrian Childs when he was on Match of the Day, uh, and I yeah. really it was oh, <laughs> it was all very squashed together. I think about that on my deathbed. Yeah, that's going to be a terrible way to end Adrian your life. Adrian Childs squash testes. Do you know that moment when you die? You meant to think of all the happy memories in your life, and like in films, they show that moment where like people are thinking about. I can remember my kids taking the first steps. I love you, Daddy. Uh, your wedding day and all that bollocks. What if it is just your thinking of Adrian Child's ball bunch? Well, I mean, that's just something I'll have to live with and die with. I think what <sighs> the last thing I think about on my deathbed uh, will be this pie I had last year in a in a, a, a pub. Was it good? It's, I mean, I get emotional thinking about it. What was honest. in it? It was. Um, I think it Happiness. was like. It's like chicken and mushroom and like a mustardy, creamy sauce. Sounds good. And the crust was like, it was like the perfect crust. And it was chunky. It had loads of filling. And it was it's quite possibly the highlight of my life. <laughs> the pie light, if the you will. The pie light, yeah. It was, the, was the pastry all the way around? Um, yeah, so it wasn't like in a dish with just the crust. It had like the underneath as good. well. Because that's, that's not a pie, is that's it? A that's a lie. It's a flan. It's a... Fucking piss steak. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I had a really nice pie on Saturday, and what it was it, it was steak, not steak and ale, steak and kidney, just steak. steak. And, but the the pastry made it because it was really thick and really nice, and and I've totally surrounded the, the steak. What I love, and I know that people people may may scoff, but I love a fray bentos, me. I haven't had one of them since the late 80s. I can't even tell you what a delight the fray bentos crust is. I, I would like to try one of them. Um, and and I think don't get a pudding. They're not. It's 
they're slimy. No, but I, did, I used to like puddings in cans. Ooh. You know, like when you used to get like treacle pudding in a can. Oh yeah, that was good. They're nice. Like a not a. I haven't st- had that for ages. Yeah, I haven't had that for ages. Um, we have been talking, haven't we, about opening our our own like retro, retro hall food of, shop, retro uh, fix the world canteen. I think we're going to officially launch Frey that ben, in the next Frey, few weeks. The Frey Benno's in it. The Frey Benno's got to be well. We need an uh, inaugural item, don't we? Yeah. And I think so that's, mine is Frey Benno's. So what's your inaugural item? I don't know. I'm going to have to give it some thought. Okay. But I think Frey Benno's got to be in there. Got to. But I haven't had one. The last time I had one, I was probably wearing a shell suit. It was that long ago. Mm, so I love, I love I love a pie, me. Oh, I love a pie. Yeah. Have you ever made your own pie? Yeah. I've never made my own pie. Yeah. Well, no, me and Robin made one between us. Uh, she made the filling and I made the pastry crust. Oh, what a team. I know. What a team. We could go into biz. You know in America they call it pizza pie? Is that just, just pizza? pizza? yeah. Oh, right, okay. The pie is the base. Oh, well, that, what the fuck are they on about pie? Oh, because, you know, Americans, in it. Yeah. No offence. Could you get pizza in a can? They call bums fannies. Yeah, and they call fannies vaginas. And they call, yeah, they call bum bag fanny packs. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, sorry, get what? Have you had a cal- could, one? A calzone? They're nice. They're great, them. They burn your mouth out. I had one in a place called Crust, which I've got to say, I don't really like this place. It's very soggy pizza, but they do have. A, a, is that the one cal- that is on Bold Street? There's one on Bold Street. There used to be. There's one in yeah. Walton. But there used to be this uh, calzone, and it was, it was like, I think it was called the volcano because the, the crust was all black, like mm. purposefully black. And then there was all tomato sauce in. So when you cut into it, it all like went like oh, a volcano. Wow. And it was amazing. In the uh, the old pizza shop I ours, gone now. Something else now. It's called something else. But at the time, it was called Rapido. And uh, Omar, who worked there, made the best garlic bread calzone in the world. Oh. And it was like pure real butter and mozzarella. And he just like folded over and put it in the pizza oven. And it's, I still think about that too. I I think... Spends a, a lot of time reflecting and, and, and uh, reminiscing about... Nice food I have had. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not even nice food that's out there. It's specific moments that you've had a lovely bit of grub. Mm. But the thing is, those types of food can be messed up so easily. I like, I, I mean, you can't really get a bad pizza, but you can certainly get poor pizza. Well, what does Gordon Ramsay always say? And I don't really like him. Keep it simple. Fuck. Keep it simple. Keep oh, it fucking simple. Keep it fucking simple. Fucking keep it fucking simple. Like me, I've made a career out of swearing, and that's pretty <laughs> cunting simple, isn't it, you twats? <sighs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of Gordon Ramsay. No, I'm not. Um, he seems like a prick. But I do like any kind of reality TV show that involves a challenge from the audience, uh, from the contestants, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, there used to be one called Boss. Boss Cakes. Or Cake Boss. Cake Boss? It was about a cake shop in New York, and this guy, he, he had all these weird orders. I want a cake. So I want a cake shaped like Sylvester Stallone. I want a cake that looks like the Lower East Side, yeah. motherfucker. And then he'd somehow pull it out the bag at the end, and it'd be yeah. But I wouldn't... See, they all look amazing, them cakes. I wouldn't necessarily want to eat them, because they've been handled too much. Uh, yeah. You know, someone's there caught carving loads of sponge and sticking it on things, and... They're just touching it too much. That's why when, when you watch like Great British Menu or Bake Off or whatever, everyone fingers the food too much. <sighs> Excuse where, me. Where is it? Where are you saving spoons? This, this food being fingered. Yeah. You know, yeah. They with the, the little the little pliers. Where are you saving spoons? Where's your slotted spoon? <laughs> everyone, one slotted spoon we had, and it did everything. It was versatile, wasn't it? Yeah, one versatile spoon you need, that and a good be, knife. That should be in the better way, shouldn't it? Yeah. A spoon. Never mind. 
picking things up with your bare hands. Like you've got no sense of touch. You know, an infomercial mm-hmm. and it's just a spoon. Slap chap. Slap. <laughs> <laughs> this is called magic spoon. You can do anything. You can eat with it. Look at this. Yeah. Old granny's washing her ass with it. Look at it. <laughs> do whatever you want with this thing. You, cr- can, you can plaster the ceiling. Look, you can flick yogurt at a stranger on a train. <laughs> I Magic just, spoon. I, I just spayed this dog with it. <laughs> <laughs> a burglar breaks into your house in the midnight. You don't worry about it. He's you, on a life support machine now. He's dead. The motherfucker's dead. Magic spoon. Magic spoon. My God, we just keep inventing. <laughs> Yeah, I think we should um, pool our resources and buy the license of... Magic one Spoon. Of the, what, certainly Magic Spoon, TM. I'll have yeah. you know, because by the time you listen to this, we've already trademarked that shit. Mm. But, like, buy one of the informational channels on, on you know, one of the high up yeah. on the... Uh, Just make stuff up. Yeah. Mm. Well, what's happening there? The Android device will soon turn off. Press a button to keep it. <laughs> if you're only listening... Uh, oh, the, the logo oh, behind there. us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kate's fucking with the telly. There we go. Oh, shit. <laughs> so uh, I, I mentioned infomercial, and all of a sudden the telly's all went off. And that yeah. just proves that the Illuminati it don't. Illuminati don't, do not want Magic Spoon. They do not want Magic Spoon because they want to be. What's the matter with Magic Spoon, Beyonce? JC, why, what have you got against it? Why? Mm. If you've got beef. You've got beef, Magic, Magic Spoon. Spoon. <laughs> Magic Spoon will take care of it. MagicSpoon.com. Magic Spoon is not responsible for any deaths or injuries caused by the Magic Spoon. <laughs> Use of Magic Spoon will not make you spoon. What's that? <laughs> um, have you ever bought anything from those infomercials or Better Way catalogs? Um, yeah, I bought this, um, this like um, eco-friendly sort of cleaning product that came with these cloths and... Um, Cleaning product was meant to like, you know, you see these videos and someone sprays it on the oven and then three seconds later the oven is like brand new gleaming. Well, that didn't work, but the cloths that it came with were all magical cloths. And and I don't have to buy cloths all the time. I just keep washing these oh, and they're good. absolutely great. And it, it, is so, it like the what they're made of? It's just like yeah, the texture It's just a really good quality. Get yourself a good quality cloth. Do that'll, it, man. That'll fix your life. There's little things in, in your life that can actually make your life so much better. Tongues. Tongs, yeah. The tongs, like yeah, the bacon tongs, steak, use them for anything. The great, yeah, versatile. Mm. Um, toilet duck, I find that to be quite handy. Yeah, but then bleach, bleach stole that as well, didn't they? They just made the the neck of the bottle like toilet duck shaped. Yeah, true. Mm. Uh, I just don't know what kind of marketing thought process goes into. Well, how how should we market this bleach? Well, let's call it after an animal. <laughs> As if an animal spraying bleach into a toilet. What's a duck doing by a toilet? Why did the duck? Why is duck? it in the river living its best life? Why it, it could have easily been. Why is it amped up with high quality bleach and squirting it out of its beak? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because a lot of people snore beak. Well, nobody in the think of the ducks. <laughs> <laughs> it could have easily been called toilet moose. I think those ducks hit rock bottom. Always. <laughs> I'd like to be a duck. They seem like happy creatures. Maybe it's because yeah. the sound they make seems quite seems quite oh. positive, doesn't it? it? Must be quite a cold life though, with your feet in that cold water all the time. Yeah, eating bread. That that's the thing. If I was a duck, I'd have to live in like a, a tropical duck, like a flamingo. Yeah, or one of the ones with the big long legs. Stork. Storks. Emu. Storks. Oh, ostriches aren't ducks. Who are, the- <laughs> are they? Are they foul? You heard it here first. They're <laughs> disgusting. 
<laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what makes up foul. We had a parrot. Did you? And they could, I told, have I told the story, listeners? I have. I, don't, I can't remember it. I called Joey. Joey Tracy. And oh. it's war. Did it, it's and if you left the door open, it go, shut that fucking door. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? The parrots can do that. And you go to it, hello, Joe, and it tip its head down so you could tickle the back of its neck. Oh. It was cute. Me, me mate, me mate's dad used to have one that used to whistle Zeg cars. Mad old parrots can yeah, do that. It's really weird, wasn't it? I'd like to be, yeah, but I think like ducks and parrots and I think birds that make like fancy noises, they just seem, they seem happy, but actually they're probably just telling everyone to fuck off, aren't they? Mm. I've, noticed, like I've seen a lot of videos lately. I watch a lot of dog videos. Love them so much. I haven't got a dog, want one. Um, First time call a long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I see a lot of these things where they go, just kiss your dog and see what it does. Oh. And the sweetness of these animals is just so... Really? And they smile. Do they? Dogs dogs actually smile. Yeah. No other animals... Well, probably chimps and that do, but... Hyenas. Cats don't smile. Cats are bastards, cats though. Cats are fucking horrible. Cats don't give a shit. Cats, yeah. cats just eat you when you die. A dog smiles. A dog understands, yeah. They love you so much. But cats, no. No. Do you think an animal will ever be able to talk or uh, communicate? Well... Uh, have you seen Mr. Ed? Because um, I know that wasn't real, but I think maybe it was a Oh, horse is a horse, of course, of course. <laughs> there was a gorilla, wasn't there? Or yeah, a it chimp? Was, no, was it? He was a bonobo. Was he a bonobo? The, the one the they one? taught sign language to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was sign language. So I thought it was air guitar? No, it was the, um, I was, was doing the, the YouTube. He was doing the rumba. Uh, they taught yeah, I can't remember his name. Language. It died, didn't it? Did it? Uh, recently. Well, it was, it was saying, years ago. It was saying, help me, but they thought it was yeah. calling someone a wanker. And then they showed one. They showed them, like, pictures of, like, fruit. So it could point to... They didn't know that was another one. They did it with bonobos. And they, like, have fruit, and they point to fruit, like, what fruit they want. But a bonobo knows what a banana looks like. Mm. So That's true. Banana. Like, if, if, it, if it, like, pointed to, I don't know, pot noodle, and you'd be like, God, how, oh does, it know what, how does that bonobo know what a pot noodle is? That's mad. And it somehow says, make sure whatever yeah. you do, you wait two minutes before you stare at it. And then he pointed to the soy sauce and went. <laughs> 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 he basically, in sign language, said, nobody likes that shit. No one has the soy sauce in the pot Who noodle. Who puts soy sauce in a chicken and mushroom pot <laughs> noodle? What kind of animals are you? <laughs> it's strange, though, when you think that animals could be able to communicate, because dogs... Seem to have like four moods, don't they? They're like happy, angry, hungry, or humping a cushion. Mm. Very much like men. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Very simple creatures, really. No, I do. I do. I just love dogs. They're the best. But like dolphins can communicate. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 mainly bollocks, isn't it? Because it just. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I don't know what that means. Lassie, Lassie could communicate. Yeah. What's that, Lassie? What's that? Somebody's There's a boy stuck in the combine harvester. What's that, Lassie? You don't want soy sauce in your pot noodle, <laughs> Lassie? Oh, my God. What's that, Lassie? They're pumping you full of steroids so you're placid while we film you. <laughs> What's that, Lassie? You're asking for Angela, Lassie? What's that, that, Lassie? The assistant director keeps putting his dick in you. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood, Lassie. We're going to make you a big star. Hashtag you too. <laughs> I'm sorry for anyone that offends us. Yeah, they had about three Lassies, didn't they? Because they kept dying. 
wow. the, the, the actors or actresses who play. It was yeah. last year, a boy and a girl. That was that was the system in those days. Look what happened to Julia, Julie Garland, Judy Garland. Have you seen the film Judy? Yeah. With what's Renee Zellweger. Uh, it's a brilliant film. Mm, I just all this yeah. just wobbling her head too much. It's a little, a little. I know, like Judy Garland was like it was a brilliant portrayal. I thought. Yeah. She was very good. It was very dark and very depressing. And also it was put me off watching The Wizard of Oz. I wanted to show it to my kids, but then I just thought, I, I think they were just drugging away, they? Through yeah, the you film. feel bad watching making your kids watch some... Follow like, the yellow brick road. Feel good, you know, fairy tale with some amped up, like, 14-year-old mm. who wasn't allowed to sleep. Yeah. And who developed a lifelong painkiller addiction. And died at age 42 or something. So 47 she was. 47. So I hope you're enjoying our comedy podcast yeah. so far, folks. Hey! <laughs> Hollywood, how would you fit... Somewhere over the rainbow. How would you, um... Do you think, how would you survive or adapt to the Hollywood system if you were a a, a child star, for instance? I wouldn't. Would you be No, dead? I wouldn't. I'd be dead. I think, no, I think, um... I, people might not believe this, but I struggle with my self-esteem. I do. Which is why I, um... I always use comedy as a mask. <laughs> I'm a sad clown. <laughs> but no, um, so I think for that reason, the whole like the image-based scrutiny mm, would yeah. just don't add me done for. Be horrible, wouldn't it? If people were just like picking apart how you look or if you look different or you look, you know, ooh, she's put on a pound. I honestly, so I was watching, um, and this is not no disrespect to these actresses because, I mean, the films that they were in, the great, great performers, great actresses. But when I was watching the Baftas the other week, and I saw how thin some of those girls were, it's crazy, isn't and it? like it, it, it didn't seem like a natural thinness. It seemed like it, it looked dangerous. It looked painful. Yeah, it looked hard. I, I just don't know how how anyone could cope under that level of scrutiny. Even like Rebel Wilson has lost loads of weight. I mean, she'll never be like one of these, you know, size sixes. But I do believe that, and I, I don't know if we're going to trouble this, but I think she may possibly have um, had help, right? Um, to do that. Yeah. But the fact that even she having got loads, really well paid, loads of roles, then we're still like, no, this my talent, my charisma is still not enough. Yeah. I still need to be, yeah. Thin. And I'm not trying to, I mean, that might not have been a motivation at all, but it, I don't know, it's a bit upsetting to think that, that that's like the next level. I've, I've always had a big problem with people telling me what I need to do and what I shouldn't do. And I'm not saying that as a rebel, because I don't think I'm a rebel. But I mean, you know when there's like a, if you want to call them a gatekeeper, and they say, right, you'll get these opportunities, but first of all, you've got to do X, Y, and Z. I always just think, well, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm gonna, I want to yeah, do things my own I, way. I have a bit of a problem with that. Yeah, I, I just I, don't want to be told what to do. No. I don't know. I just think that how women survive in that industry at that level is beyond me. Yeah, must be must be really hard. But I think there's a lot of pressure on, on, on lads as, on lads as well, obviously, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, when I was a Hollywood star, what I tended <laughs> to find was that I just had to, you know, break out from the mould and just be myself. And that's why, um, you know, that's when Rolling Stone magazine put me <laughs> on the cover for the third time. I think the route to go down is being a character actor rather than a leading leading actor. Yeah. I think the character actors that have got have got the flexibility to not 
necessarily always look the best. Yeah, because they can inhabit the character. I mean, yeah. someone like Daniel Day-Lewis doesn't seem to be in any way affected by Hollywood or no. whatever. Or like just, St- Steve Graham, he just looks... Yeah, just does yeah. Just does what he does, does it really well, and just, like, cracks on. But uh, it's, it's anyway, yeah. Well, that, both of those examples were men. So, that's I mean. true, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's hard to think of a, a woman in that ilk, isn't it? Yeah, maybe Olivia Coleman. Maybe. Yeah, who's brilliant. But uh, yeah, what what I try and do when the Oscars are coming up, I try and watch all... She uh, annoyed me when she won her Oscar. D- uh, why? Because she got her Oscar and went, bear in mind, I think like, I think 85% of British ask- actresses in the last 40 years who've been nominated for an Oscar went to private school, boarding school. Yeah. They've come from privileged backgrounds. Of course. Including her. And then she got an Oscar in the first. And I really loved her up until this point. I loved everything she was in. And then she she got an Oscar and went, I used to be a cleaner. I loved being a cleaner. And I just thought, oh, here we go. Here we are with the virtue signaling. Good for you with your cleaning job. And, you know, your money off your mum and dad's who sent you to a privileged private school. They've got no comprehension of why there's so many working class talented actors yeah. and actresses who aren't making it because in 30 years time every successful actor will be the offspring of a famous person oh yeah it's awful it's it's stacked against everyone in it but if you won an oscar mm. um or if you just suddenly like quantum leap if you just suddenly were on stage and you've just got to give an acceptance speech like, how would you approach that? Because I think it'd be great to just go on and tell everyone to fuck off. Imagine. Do you know? Remember George C. Scott didn't go and accept his Oscar. He protest. He did a protest. So he um, he sent a Native American woman on stage. Oh, great. To, I think she declined his, his Oscar on his behalf on stage because he was uh, against the government's treatment of how they were treated on the reservations and stuff. Oh, so that's brilliant. So it? I think that's, that's a good platform to yeah. use your voice. So I don't know. I don't know how or what. I think I'd just be made up to be there, to be honest. I'd be like, oh, where is it on chance? After parties yeah. and like that. It's always funny, <laughs> isn't it, when you think, I think I'd do this, but I'd actually... I'd like to think I'd make a statement. Please. How intoxicating would it be to have all these people who are super famous? I'd just be that. Oh, my God, look. Oh, my God. Elton, <laughs> Elton your hair looks real close <laughs> up, you know? Because I tell you what, it looks pretty I think shit I'd, on I'd, the telly. You know what? I, it's just as well. That'll never happen. But if it did, I would make a twat of myself. Oh, I, I mean, I, I made a twat of myself. If there's why like, not? Go hard or go home. If you give me two free drinks, I'll make an absolute tit of myself. So if you give me like unlimited champagne and whatever else all night and then tell me how brilliant I am constantly and give me a, a little award <laughs> and limo like drive me around. Get, they'd get lone diamonds from like Fredericks of Hollywood and all this. I'd be like, please do not loan, loan don't, me. Don't. Any time, I cannot keep eating stuff I got from Topshop in me years exactly. when I'm pissed. So don't, please do not give me like the fucking start of India because I'll lose it. Don't loan me anything. <laughs> I'm just, I'm fucking Jesus Christ. I'm coming back with nothing. I know a lot of them. Like I read once that they get uh, is it collagen injections in the hands to stop them from sweating. Stop them from sweating. Yeah, so when they're shaking hands with everyone, they're Botox, not. you get Botox in your armpits to right. stop you from sweating, but oh. you think you need to sweat, don't you? You've got to sweat, it's, it's kind of important, isn't it? But if it was just a short-term Botox, so you didn't have big sweaty pits at the Oscars, you'd do it. I'd get short-term Botox in my face, so when I went up to get my award, I look like the guy from Mask. Oh, Mick doesn't want me to get any work done. None? No. Is he banning it? He said, I shouldn't, and too young, 
and I sh- he, he likes me the way I am because so, obviously so it's up what, to him. What about when all those things change? Well, exactly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to have to do it on the lowdown. Oh, without TV knowing. Notices. Oh, that's good. <laughs> That'd be a good reality TV show, yeah. wouldn't it? Oh, <gasps> yeah. Secret, Secret Botox. Secret Botox and see if anyone notices. Never mind the Botox. Oh my God, please someone give us a program <sighs> now. Sick of coming up with these good ideas, you know. We've already had... What's what's the spoon one? Magic spoon. Magic spoon. And never mind the Botox. I just feel like we are flying tonight. <laughs> Without wings. Would you notice if Rachel has a little bit of Botox? Oh God. The thing is, I I probably would, because you look at your partner's face all the time. But then you become like sort of blind to it as you well. You become blind to it, but do you know what? Hidden I'm used, in plain sight. I am so used to Rachel's disappointed face when she sees me. If mm. if that was any different, I would notice. You know, if she had the eyebrow thing and she looked surprised all the time, I'd be like, nah, that's that's not right, that. She doesn't look that way when she looks at me. Yeah, you'd never have that. What's the matter with you? And she'd be like that. Yeah. Nothing. What's but up really? with your... No, I'm just going nothing. What's up with your face? You look like Dr. Spock. I don't want lots done. I just want little, just little tweaks. I wouldn't mind Vulcan ears. Oh, imagine that. Just for Halloween. Wouldn't it be boss if they came in fashion? Yeah. Because they're like little elves, aren't they? Well, thin eyebrows are coming back in, and I'm not on board with that. No, 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 no. I like the I like the thick ones. Um, I don't know what I get done, but I don't know what I could get past Rachel. I mean, I couldn't get my hair done. That'd be obvious. Oh, that would be obvious. Yeah. <laughs> you look different. Have you changed something? Yeah. No. Got a big ginger afro. <laughs> if like... you were in a film, who would be your ideal person to start opposite you? Oh. Don't say me. I can't say you because you, you just won an Oscar and you've moved to a different stratosphere. Um, I can't. I can't. You I'm there with Botox in my armpits. <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah. Blank in your calls. Just big armpits yeah. like this. <laughs> um, I don't, I, so I think I would like to... It's too easy to say like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and all of that because actually I think... I'd feel like a dickhead acting with them because I'd just have to start talking like this. Hey, what the fuck? Hey, hey. But that'd yeah. be fun to do yeah. that. Um, I wouldn't want to work with Matthew McConaughey because it'd probably just be one of those like rom-com things. Well, no, he's, a, he's, he's moved a into serious now, stuff he? now, hasn't he? In fact, to be fair to him, he's done quite a good job of doing that. I think I'd like to be in a film with Jim Carrey or Mike Myers. Mm. Yeah. Mike Myers has got a new sh- uh, show or, out. Or Melissa McCarthy. Will Ferrell would be good. Oh, God, you wouldn't stop laughing, would you? You wouldn't stop laughing, yeah. He's, mm. he's you know, very funny. Uh, someone like that, I think. Um, I was reading about Jim Carrey when he played that guy from a taxi. Um, you know that film, Man in the Moon? Oh, yeah, it's good, that. And he got into character so deeply that, yeah. that, that the producers were like, worried he was going to do something stupid because he was like yeah. so in the character. There's a documentary on Netflix yeah. about it. Have you seen it? Man in the Moon. Uh, yeah, the, the, My uh, brother told me about it. He said it was amazing. Amazing. In fact, the, the guy who he's playing, what's it, Andy Kaufman, yeah. he got, it, they bring his family to meet him because they're going, it's like meeting our yeah. dead relative. It's That's really nuts, spooky, it? but it, he is brilliant, isn't it? Um, I wouldn't do the methods. I don't believe, really believe in the methods. Uh, no, I mean, I, I I would just like to play a version of myself. I don't think I could act. I don't think I can act. I can, I can, I can put on a silly voice and I can pull funny faces. Is that what acting is? No, acting is just it's pretend. It's just pretending, pretending. for money. You can you can act. I think most people, can are, we? all kids, pretend. We just forget how to pretend okay. as we get older. That's my theory behind. So if someone says, "Oh well," You've got to play this character who's who's been in a war. Well, okay, I don't have to have been in a war 
to try and pretend I'm in a war to understand what it might have been like you do a bit of research etc you don't have to live as you know yeah I don't I don't believe in that those method actors when they're filming do they go home to their husband or wife as the character some of them do. That'd be fucking mental. Some of them go, oh yeah, I had to go to a really dark place when I was playing this character and it was really hard and it took me ages to come out of it. You just think, I don't know, it's just pretending. Because you know it's hard, you know when you've had a hard day at work, whatever you do for a job and you come home and you take your work home with you and it, it gets on your partner's nerves or it can do because you're like, especially if it's like a tough time you're going through and you're having your dinner and you're still stewing stuff through in your head. Imagine if, like, if my wife was an actress and she was playing... Uh, Rose West and she had to method act and she came home and, and my tea was you know I was making the tea and it was late and she was just Rose West demanding that her dinner was ready she just brought the sex worker home for the tea I hope you don't mind <laughs> where's, where's the big knife I don't have a knife but I do have magic spoon <laughs> yeah if your wife's playing method make some of, get some of that plaster mix please Fred <laughs> <laughs> yes that's calling you Fred <laughs> I don't know that'd be really strange wouldn't it but uh, maybe I should. I'd, I'd like to try acting just to see if I could do it. I think you could. But I, I just don't know. I feel a bit of a tit mm. doing it, I think. I think a stand But then, so like what we were saying in the other episodes about, um, so when like the likes of David Williams just goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to write children's books now. How must it feel? And I see this a lot where there's like really like people who've slugged their guts out for years in like the West End or in fringe plays or whatever. And then the likes of a reality star will go and get a starring role in a West End musical and you'd just be like... Oh, you'd be fuming. What's the fucking point of this? Yeah, you'd be What's fuming. the point of me auditioning, slogging my ass off for like someone who's been on, I don't know, the Great British Bake Off to get the leading part? Yeah. Just because they've got more followers on Twitter than I have. Yeah, that, that doesn't know you. But life's not fair, is it? No. Life is not and fair. And we, we can't fix that bit. We, we can't fix that bit. And to be honest, I'm I'm sure when we started this podcast, there's people going, oh, not another one, bloody hell. I know how I was. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, have you got any, uh, like, what ambitions did you have when you were a kid that you've never quite realised? I wanted could... to play Calamity Jane in the West End musical of Calamity Jane. Okay. I wanted to be a marine biologist okay. and work with dolphins and film them underwater. I also wanted to be a stunt woman. Okay. And they were my three wanting to be's. Out of those three, which is the most likely to still come true? Calamity Jane. <laughs> I'm probably a bit old to play Calamity Jane now. She's quite young. Calamity Jane would be a good stage name for a stunt woman as well. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, you, it's also, you don't want someone who calls themselves Calamity Jane to carry out, like, uh, yeah, difficult dangerous. stunts. Yeah, yeah. I used to tell girls I was a stuntman. My uh, name's Calamity Chain. I broke my back four times. I keep missing <laughs> the fluffy mattress. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I used to lie that I was a stuntman. What uh, was your ambitions? Ice cream man. That was my first ever one. Yeah, dream big, Sam. Can I tell you why? Go ahead. Because ice cream made me happier than anything. Oh. And as a seven-year-old, I thought. If I'm an ice cream man, I can make everyone happy. It's not oh. fucking sickening. But there you are now, and and spreading the, you know, joy. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know less calories and laughter, isn't yeah. there? Sort of ice cream, comedy ice cream. Ice, yeah, that could be the name of my next mm -hmm. show. 
comedy ice cream. With Mr. Quippy. Mr. Quippy. <laughs> <laughs> that is thigh-slappingly funny, Kate. You're welcome. What was your other ambition? To play, uh, play for Everton? Play for Everton, which still might come true the way they're well, playing. Well, I mean, yeah. Don't yeah. want to talk about that, I think though. I could probably get scouted oh, for them Jesus right now. Christ, let's, I don't want to talk about that. Let's okay. not bring it down. I know we've talked about, you know, uh, drug addiction and death <laughs> and murderers, but let's not talk about Everton. We don't want to murder suicide in the studio no, tonight. No, 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 no. Not tonight. Um, That's going to be on a Patreon episode. I wanted to, It definitely will be, yeah. That'll be probably the final episode we do, I think. <laughs> Season finale. Yeah. I wanted to be a rock star for a while. Followed well, you that, saw, you followed, you did follow that dream. Followed a that dream, bit. kind of, you know, nudged towards it, but ultimately it was uh, unfulfilling. And then I wanted to be a wrestler. Really? Actually, that was before I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be a wrestler for about a year from about the age Who of Who was your favourite wrestler? Uh, Bret Hart. Oh, I don't remember. But I loved him. the British Bulldog. I remember British Bulldog being on WWE because Sam, Sam was into wrestling when he was little. Yeah. But that was when, like, uh, Kurt Angle, okay. oh, well, that, Triple yeah. H. Yeah. And. The Rock had sort of gone a little bit there. Came and gone, gone to Hollywood. And Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, uh, the British Bulldog, I queued up for three hours to meet him at Woolworths in Liverpool when I was about 13. Was he and nice? It, uh, no, um, he wasn't nasty, just he was totally uh, checked out. He, he was on all sorts of drugs, wasn't he? He died really young. He, it was a very sad story, really. But he was, was from he the Wigan. One, what was he? From Wigan, yeah. Was he the one he wore, like, the, the like, like the leotard with the straps, like a little like like what Kurt Angle wore, but like in brown. No, he used to wear like the Union Jack and and these like lycra pants. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I remember and him. He had his hair in braids for a while. Um, dead muscly, like ridiculous. He looks pretty stupid to be honest. Uh, but I queued up for three hours to meet him, and he signed my UK Rampage uh, VHS, which I've still got. Wow. So I don't know how much it's worth, but if anyone's got any offers, please do get in. Is touch. he the most famous person you've ever met? Uh, no, I met the Dalai Lama. What? Yeah, the da- I met the Dalai Lama outside Greg's in that Liverpool. That when you decided to shave your hair off, <laughs> you like I, that's when I got glasses, shaved my hair off, and started. What burning. was the Dalai Lama? Was he in Greg's I'm, or just I'm outside? Not, that not, can't be right. I, I am not lying here. So I'm, I, this is about God, twenty years ago. I worked in a bank in the Liver Building. Met me mate at, uh, at lunchtime. Went to Greg's. Come out of Greg's. There's a crowd of people outside the town hall, which is just over the road. I was like, what's going on there? And then this fella comes out, and I was like, that's the Dalai Lama. And it was the frigging Dalai Lama was doing, like, a visit. And he comes out. And there's, there's a little orange Is His orange gear, on. his glasses. There's a crowd of people. Everyone's clapping. He have shoes on. He, he had sandals on, I think. Right. He had Air Jordans on. And he comes out. And he's going, oh, and he's waving about. And we go, I'm, I mean, my steak bake is nearly on the floor at this point. Well, he's only got one tooth. He could, he could have done with the Greg. <laughs> not hard to eat that not with, with not many teeth. And he, he's clapping, and everyone's clapping. There's a guy in front of us in a wheelchair, and he spots him, and he just points at him, and he walks over, and he starts rubbing his legs. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to stand up and start walking. And uh, he didn't. He just moves on to the next the fella. The Dalai Lama rubbed the man's legs. He rubbed the man's legs. Yeah. My God. Like Vic Reeves. <sighs> And then, uh, and then he sort of disappeared off. Have you ever seen that interview that John Oliver did with the Dalai Lama? No. Very funny. Is he? Yeah. I like John Oliver. Here he's on that, um, is it the Late Show or the Tonight yeah. Show with John Oliver, whatever it's called. Well, last week, and this week or something. This week, tonight, I this think it's called. This week, tonight. And he, go, he went to, to um, where, where does he live? T- Tibet. Tibet. And uh, he went to the Dalai Lama's house and it, the oh, Dalai Lama was really funny. It was, was really good, yeah. He's got a funny face. Mm. I don't mean funny face. Like a, he, like, he looks like a, a, he's a guy who likes a laugh. 
you know. This wouldn't happen here, would it? No, no 18-year-old lad from Liverpool is going to go, you know what, I think I'm going to devote two years of my life to being a monk. It's amazing. I couldn't believe it. I went back to my that office. That level of sacrifice is amazing. How could you do that? I couldn't. What could you sacrifice? Far too selfish. Nothing. Uh, if you had to get Okay, so if you had to give up something for two years, and at the end of the two years, it meant that you would live an eternal life in God's kingdom. I wouldn't want to live an eternal life and I wouldn't want to live in God's God's kingdom. <laughs> if it was a better offer for giving up something for okay. two years. Someone said, give up something for two years, I'll give you a million quids. I'd give up drinking. Would you? I would then go back on the booze with the a million quid though and be dead very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. If someone said you could have not eternal life then, okay, you could live for three years in Benidorm. No. No, okay. I wouldn't live in Benidorm. All right. Um, <laughs> Better offer. Okay, I don't want to give you that check, Kate. <laughs> Would you wear... Uh, if you if you could then live for... Cause, yeah, because everlasting life feels like a big commitment, doesn't it? Yeah, I've got no patience for everlasting life, mate. No, the, I'll I've, run out of patience soon. Oh, I mean, I'm annoyed as it I'm is. halfway there. <laughs> the good thing about life is that it ends at some point, isn't it? Yeah. It's finite. And I don't mean that, that I want it to end. It's just that it gives everything a bit of importance, doesn't no, it? No, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'm not suicidal. I don't want to die. But if I die tomorrow, I want everyone to know I've had a nice life. Yeah. And that, that's that. That's all that, you can hope for. As you're lying on your desk. It's ups and downs like everybody's. Yeah. But... I can't say I'm disappointed in how it turns but out. You did have that pie. and That pie, yeah. The so pie. The pie was the year. We've lived a life of ups and downs, but we've hit high heights <laughs> with that pie. So the, ta- the Dalai Lama is a good one. Yeah, so before I just... I, I want to know who the most famous person you've met is, but let me just tell you the end of the story, which is that I went back to my office and I worked with a gang of jabronis, basically, and I went in. What is that? Dickheads, basically. Oh, jabroni. So, jabroni. Sorry, you mentioned. Is that like ro- Italian? You mentioned the Rock before, and that's what he used to call people. Oh, did he? Hey, Jabroni. Did he? Uh, I think so. Yeah. But I went back in, and I went, and I, and I had this face. I had this face that looked like I was shocked at what had happened because it was. I was couldn't believe that I just bumped into the Dalai Lama as I was holding the Greggs, and I went in to the office, and uh, everyone said, "Are you alright?" I said, "I've just met the Dalai Lama," and everyone, everyone to a man said, "Ew." I was like, I've got to get out of this job. Yeah, you can't wait. People who don't know the Dalai Lama is. You don't even need to know his name, but you've got to know the, the premise of the Dalai Lama. I mean, this so big... many people's favourite animal is a llama. So... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> my, my point exactly. <laughs> Who's the most famous person you've met? Well, um, I actually went to college with him. Stephen Graham, the actor. Oh, Stephen Graham. Yeah. He's very famous. Very famous. Yeah. Always very good. We, like, did a, he was a year above me in the same course, and... From like the, the day, the day, the first day I saw him act, you know, when you just know someone's yeah. like, it's it different was just level. a different level. Yeah, incredible. But yeah, I love that when you see someone who's so good at something. And I'm so glad that he carries on doing it because he's just, he's just should always have been doing what he does. Yeah, right? he's brilliant. And I heard him get interviewed on Radio Two the other week, and he he swore. Did he? Which always, you know, you always think that's good. Yeah, he was very sorry straight afterwards. Obviously. But yeah, you know, when you see someone doing something and, and there's like, there's not even an ounce of them that's trying. Or it doesn't, you can't see that. I'm sure, you know, I'm not saying there's not hard work goes into it, but they're just like a different level. Yeah, he could just switch it on. Like, any character, any, he's brilliant at improvising. There's a great, um, so on the, you know, the film, the very first This Is England film by Shane yeah. Meadows. 
and he was in he played this really brilliant character and you know how good it was acting because this character was really vile but he made you feel sorry for him at the same yeah. time yeah uh, what was it can't remember the name Com- of the combo oh. um so in the extras on this dvd which i never watch extras and i thought there was this thing about him how they workshop the car- character so i watched it and um shane meadows the director had said to, to Stephen, um so we're just gonna like be in character in a circle and all you know sort of get to know each other but i want you to go full combo on them and just like and he did, and they were just like having like you know chats as, as though they were in character. Yeah. And he did that, you know, like in uh, Goodfellas, where uh, Joe Pesci's like, "You want a pen?" You he's, want, and just like, yeah, he's on the edge, and he's on the edge. And and Steve Graham did this in this like group where he just was like, <laughs> and he just goes, like, "What did you say? What did you say, lads?" And you could see all the other actors were like, "Hold on, does he? Is this acting? Is, does he mean this? Is he acting?" And he got so deep into it that the actors were just all like. Canal, what what's got I don't know where this is gonna go. And it was so it was just so instant how yeah. he did it, it was amazing. It's such a gift, isn't it? Mm. Such a gift. Who's the, the the who's the least famous person that you've met who thought they were still famous? Um Jerry no. I was gonna say Jerry Marsden, but he was quite famous. He's still famous, isn't he? But he acted like oh God. Yeah. All right, trouble. Yeah, you know, like here. Uh, he was still like in his heyday, yeah. but he was still quite famous. I don't know. I don't know. Um, have, have, have you ever been? Uh, all right, let me tell you this story. And I don't know if you've got something that's similar, but the, you know when someone's come up to you after the gig and you think that they're asking for like a photo or uh, an autograph or or whatever, or they want to meet you, but they just they just ask you where <laughs> the toilet is. I've done that. I I uh, <laughs> when I first learned to drive. I was in a, a slight bump with a, a cyclist and he, mm. he fell off the bike and he, uh, he I, I think he injured his wrist and it was all sorted through the insurance and he got a payout. My premium went up on it. I'd only been driving about three weeks Aww. and I, I'd sort of clipped his bike. I was only going about five miles an hour. Um, and about five years later, I've done a gig in town, a little gig. You know, this is, this is, God, this is like 14 years ago or something. And, uh, I'm walking through town with my mates, just having a bevy afterwards. Done this gig in front of like 20 people. And uh, we're, we're crossing this road. And this guy comes up to me and goes, are you, uh, are you Sam Avery? And I, I just went, I am, yes. And put my hand out to, to shake his hand. He went, you broke my fucking wrist. Oh. And he starts trying to punch me in the face. No. And his mates grabbed in. My mates sort of stood in front of me. And uh, one of my mates who's Irish, he just went, I think you need to think very carefully about what you're doing right now. And it was like, <laughs> proper shit him up. But I, I, it was just, what a dickhead. I was going, oh, yes, I am. Thanks very much. Good to connect with my friends. And he just wanted to punch <laughs> me lights out. But yeah, I've had that before. Oh, no, I don't think that's, that's not happened to me. No. Um, I always feel like a knob, though, you know, at the end of a gig, if you're waiting to be paid and you're still oh, there. No. And it looks like you're waiting for the audience to come up and, like, congratulate you on a great job. And it's dead embarrassing. Oh, yeah, I just so want to leave. Keep me head down or, like, go to the toilet and hide for a little bit or whatever. Yeah. But no, that's never happened to me. One time I was on holiday in Madrid and some fella came up to me and went, I know you, don't I? I was like, yeah. I don't recognise you. He went, Who are you? What, what programme are you on? He thought it was like famous enough. <laughs> so I was like, no, definitely not. Cry much. Everyone says that. Oh, cry much, yeah. <laughs> I did uh, a thing once for the Liverpool Echo where it was a competition where you could win a comedian in your house. And I got, uh, so someone won me to go around to their house and do a gig in their living room. God. Sounds awful. That sounds horrific. And I was in West Derby walking up to this house on my own with a mic in one hand and a little speaker in the other hand. And there was an echo f- 
photographer like waiting to meet me there. And uh, I knocked on the door, shit myself, thinking, what if it's like two scallies and a staffy? You know what I mean? Just like smoking weed. <laughs> like I'm trying to do 20 minutes of. Just walk in, someone just puts a, a <laughs> canvas bag over your head and your family never <laughs> sees it again. <laughs> Steals your microphone. Um, but they invited, it was this family that invited all of the, the neighbors around. There's about 40 people in the lounge to put loads of booze on, it loads like of buffet. It was like, got an encore. I no did way. half an hour and then did another 15 minutes. One of the best gigs I've done amazing but then about three years later someone like heckled at a gig and i was like oh who's that like they went you've been to my house i was like what the fuck, what the fuck are you on about being to your house and it was the girl who lives in the no house way. you did a gig at my house i was like oh I did tonight how are you that was weird very weird i always hate that yeah it's a it's a strange thing to do isn't it but then comedy is a strange thing to do isn't it? it's, it's true it's weird. true Weird thing to do we've got issues we've got we've got issues but we we'll fix issues so it's all it's all good yeah. It's all good. We've got deep voids in our yeah. soul. That's the problem. Um but uh yeah, have you got anything we want to fix in the in the future? Have you got anything that you think needs our attention as we go forward? Because um, we're all ears from our listeners. So yeah, tell us if you want anything fixing. Get in touch with yeah. us. Fix the world nine 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 at gmail dot com is the is the email address. If you, if you're still emailing these days, otherwise send us a DM. And and yeah, slide. In, slide you, into our DMs. You don't send DMs, you slide in. Do ya? You slide in. Slide into mine. Slide I get some DMs, DMs from people asking me if I want to um, represent their new um, athleisure wear. Do ya? Or things like that, yeah. And and are you going to do that? Fuck. be weird, wouldn't it? I, uh, like I would be the worst representative for <laughs> athleisure wear. Well, it depends. You, could, you know, it, it depends what they're looking for. Because mm. a lot of that wear is just, let's face it, for like sitting on the sofa. And I can do that. Well, I know. I go to Aldi and mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Look at me. I'm doing the Aldi shopping in my brand Full new... Full gym gear. Yeah. It's just... It's, it's comfortable. Super six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I got um, I got a, a DM on Instagram the other day asking me to... Um, uh, it was one of them. It was clearly bull- bullshit. It was like, uh, oh, we just love your uh, content and we'd like to collab with you. Oh, I've had that as well, about yeah. About these, uh, some kind of like silver watches. But it was, it was like, uh, if you want to, uh, you know, get involved, you've just got to get in touch through this like link that they sent that was clearly like yeah. some When dodgy. they say that, so I'm, I'm thinking, God, how thin on the ground must you be for <laughs> representatives that you are coming to me? With with no blue tick, no not many followers, and you want me to promote your thing? <laughs> your thing must be shit, mate. You don't need me to promote it. Do you know what? I've got an opportunity for you, and it's to uh, be a collaborative partner with Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon. We could do that. You can do we? anything with Magic Spoon. Literally anything. Are you a customs officer? <laughs> Try cavity, Magic Spoon. Cavity search done. <laughs> <laughs> with its new finds feature. <laughs> <laughs> Extra grip handle. Oh yeah, for for easy removal. No, we need to work on magic spoon. We do. We need uh we need uh like you know, we need some kind of plans and uh, a marketing strategy. We need a team. If you'd like to collaborate with us on Magic Spoon, please get in touch. Like we just the ideas people if you can actually invent the spoon that yeah, and, and sort the trademark out because yeah, I don't find suppliers. That. And and if you have got an email for Dragons Den as well, we'll probably go on that and <laughs> smash it. Yeah. I think we could give a good presentation, but when it comes down to the product, it would be found well, just wanting. A, a, give the public what they want and just go in and just twast the air over there. No, what's his name? Tuca. Tuca. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, he's the worst dragon. He's, he's 
probably going to do a children's book soon. Yeah, probably. This one's called The Dragon Who Moved Into Children's Illustrations. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. watching. Sam's, uh, got, Sam's going on tour. I'm going on tour around the UK. All my dates, samaveryComedy.com and there's about 20, I don't know, 30 dates, something like that, around the UK. And uh, and I'm not going on tour, but I'm either and everywhere. Everywhere. Go and see Kate as well. Slide into me Instagram, not me DMs, please. Thank you. Slide into one of her gigs and laugh heartily. Please do. And if you are just listening, we're on YouTube. If you're just watching, we're on other podcast catches. All of them, in fact. All, all of, of them. them. So you get yours. Give us a shout and uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.